You're listening to We've Got Issues, a conversation with diverse thought leaders across sectors and the media, exploring hot topics and current trends in communications. This podcast is produced by Issues Management Group, an integrated strategic communications, public affairs, and digital firm guiding clients through complex, highly leveraged situations. This world is complicated. It's no surprise. We've got issues. Hi, everyone. I'm TJ Winnick. And I'm Reva Chessis. Welcome to We've Got Issues. You might say that Reva and I are somewhat familiar with our guest today. He's our very own Rich Kopp, who leads up IMG's healthcare practice. Rich came to the firm after serving as the Vice President of Communications and Chief Spokesperson for Mass General Brigham for 13 years. He also held various senior communications roles at the Massachusetts Hospital Association and Brockton Hospital. His career also includes experience on the policy side of healthcare, including time spent as the Director of Communications for two Secretaries of Health and Human Services. Rich, welcome to the pod. TJ Reba, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm really looking forward to um, our conversation today uh, and hopefully you know, be able to share just a few of my experiences in healthcare communications. That sounds perfect. And to get things started, let's talk about the basics. You know, can you tell us a bit about the role of communication in healthcare in 2023? Yeah, so Reva, it's very different than it was, you know, uh, not to date myself, but but as TJ mentioned at the outset, I started uh, in in, uh, healthcare policy at the state level, um, working for two secretaries of health and human services. And from there, I went to uh, work at uh, Brockton Hospital, which is my hometown hospital. And I will say this, Almost everything I I needed to know to do this job, I learned working at Brockton Hospital because, you know, it's a place where care actually gets delivered. You know, Brockton Hospital is a microcosm of everything going on in healthcare. But you really started to learn, you know, and appreciate the value of nurse managers and the nursing staff. And so... When I first joined Brockton Hospital, it was communications was very different. You know, we got phone calls from the newspaper all the time. Sometimes it was, you know, a one-word condition, you know, serious, stable, that sort of thing. But, you know, that was before, you know, the advent of, you know, websites and social media. And, you know, right now, today's, you know, healthcare communications professional, it runs the gamut. It, it still is press releases and one-word conditions. However, it's social media. Uh, increasingly, uh, internal communications and employee engagement engagement um, are really as important, if not more, you know, in the healthcare communications professional's life. So to sum it up, I think it's expanded greatly uh, from going to dealing with really media issues to a whole host of social media, internal comms, employee engagement. Uh, It really does run the gamut today. Rich, you know, you mentioned all of those areas where healthcare uh, plays a role. And according to uh, 2021 economic data, the healthcare and social assistance industries employ the largest number of people in Boston, accounting for almost 19% of total jobs here. So with all the mergers and acquisitions in this space, do you expect to see that number of jobs go up or down in the next five years? TJ, it has to go up. Right now, uh, the healthcare community uh, here, um, not just in the Boston area in the Northeast, but across the country, is grappling with a workforce shortage crisis that we've really never seen before. Recently, uh, a study came out showing that 
among Massachusetts hospitals, not the entire healthcare tech sector, I'm not talking about nursing homes or rehabilitation centers, I'm talking about just the hospitals, there are 19,000 vacancies right now uh, in, in our hospital community here in Massachusetts. And what that leads to, TJ, it leads to a capacity crisis, it leads to longer wait times, uh, and it really does trickle down. You know, just uh, the, the other day, there were big headlines about ambulance uh, response times being way up in the Boston area. And that's a result of hospitals not having the staff to be able to move people in and out of the hospital quickly enough. So I guess my point is, TJ, the, the workforce crisis that we're currently experiencing in healthcare has an effect on patient care. Um, and it, it's going to take a real combined strategy in the coming years to address it. Mara Healy uh, last week was the keynote speaker uh, at the Massachusetts Health and Hospital Association annual meeting. And, you know, she came out and said workforce issue was num the number one priority that we need to work together on in healthcare. So to answer your question, TJ, it has to go up. We need to see uh, added employment in the healthcare sector, but there's not one magic bullet to solve it. It's going to take a combination of factors. And it's and it sounds like what you're suggesting, or or what you said, the the new governor here in Massachusetts is suggesting it that it has to be a partnership. Yeah, I mean, there are several strategies, um, you know, even uh, some people envision an AmeriCorps type, you know, program to bring people into healthcare and have targeted tuition reimbursement. But uh, again, no hospital system, no insurer, no state agency can, you know, snap their fingers or, you know, wave a magic wand. It's going to take a true partnership among every, all the stakeholders to address this workforce shortage. You know, it's a good segue into my next question, because, you know, a lot of rippling effects are still being felt by the pandemic. I know it, yeah. you know, it's really, it's hard to talk about any industry right now without in some way touching on the impact that the global pandemic had, and especially for healthcare. Yeah. So we're interested to hear how the pandemic impacted the job that healthcare communicators like yourself do every day. Reva, it changed things forever. Um, and obviously, you know, that can be said of many things uh, that happened during the pandemic, but certainly healthcare communications changed forever. Um, you know, a couple of examples, I, I, I mentioned something a little bit earlier, the importance of internal communications and employee engagement. When, you know, we went remote, um, that became as important as ever and almost more important than not um, than other aspects. For many employees, and in the case of my current, my, my former employer, you know, there were tens of thousands of people, you know, who were working remotely for the first time in their life. And, you know, we'd often get emails back from some of those employees saying this this email communication was the only thing keep, keeping them tethered to their jobs. And, you know, for people to be tethered to their jobs, it's, you know, a job is a big, big part of your life. So employee communication was paramount. And that previously, I would say this, that, you know, if you go back 10, 20 years, I think employee communications would often be in the realm of HR. And that's just no longer the case. I think that's more of a communication role at this point. We even found when the vaccine became available, um, there was a, a huge demand for patient communications. Again, patient communications had never really traditionally fallen within the realm of, uh, you know, healthcare communications, but, you know, the, the, the physician practices just didn't have the bandwidth or the experience to do it. And so, you know, this was not unique to my former uh, my former role. Healthcare providers across the state and across the country really got you know involved in uh, both employee and patient communications, places where they might not have uh, traditionally been. You know, Rich, all professional communicators are battling a certain amount of mis and disinformation in the public arena today. So. I want you to put on your MythBuster hat and tell us what are some of the most common misperceptions currently about the American healthcare system. 
So a couple of things, you know, off the top of my head, TJ, one thing is, you know, as communicators, and I'm going to state the obvious here, but it's our job to dispel, you know, uh, misinformation that can be dangerous or harmful. And, you know, hopefully with a, you know, a completely transparent approach to communications within healthcare, we've been able to dispel some of those notions, you know, over the years. But one of the things, you know, if you said, what, what do people really need to know that they might not know about the American healthcare system? I'll say this, we need to do a better job in certain areas. We need to do a better job with respect to equity. We need to do a better job with respect to safety. I think we need to do a better job with respect to costs. However, all that being said, we have the greatest healthcare system in the world, and it's not always perfect, and sometimes it can be complicated, but, you know, patients across this country are well-served. And to go back to one point you made earlier, TJ, it is one of the largest employment sectors, you know, uh, not just here, uh, but across the country. And here in Boston, we have the unique advantage of, you know, playing home to some of the largest academic medical centers, which are helping, you know, uh, create cures and, and the treatments of tomorrow, and it really helped fuel a life sciences economy that's the envy of the nation. So, um, you know, despite uh, some of its shortcomings, we truly do have the best healthcare system in the, in the world. Lastly, Rich, we're curious to hear about some of the trends in healthcare that you're watching in 2023. You know, what are you hearing from clients, things that are on their minds, things that keep them up at night? You know, what are you seeing in the year ahead? Yeah, and I don't mean to, to beat a dead horse here, but you know the first three issues that come to mind are workforce, workforce, and workforce. It's the number one issue uh, that, again, not just hospitals but other healthcare providers are facing. And you know, sadly, there's there's a more recent focus on uh, workplace safety. You know, one of the reasons it's a challenge sometimes to fill these positions is, unfortunately, you know, hospital and healthcare um, provider settings have become you know places where you know um, things like verbal abuse, even physical assaults uh, take place. And so there's been a real emphasis, you know, in recent um, recent years to really focus on um, workplace safety for our caregivers. It's sad that we have to think about that. But again, that's another, you know, area where hospitals can't just make, wave, wave a magic wand and find solutions. It's going to take partnership among all stakeholders, state government. Uh, so I, I think that workforce issues, including safety, are, you know, uh, the top two two or three issues. A couple of other things I see, but obviously behavioral health. It feels, I feel like every day we read a headline about, you know, another tragedy that, you know, uh, indicates that we're not paying close enough attention to the behavioral health needs. I think we've come a long way in the last couple of decades. And starting to talk openly about behavioral health issues. I think we have a lot more work to go. So I think behavioral health is going to be uh, continue to be a big priority. And then one uh, thing that I think you might not expect is um, costs. Yeah. I think that, you know, here in Massachusetts, we've been uh, really sharply focused on uh, cost containment within healthcare. I think for the last couple of years, you know, um, it may have fallen off the radar screen a little bit given the pandemic, but one of the only states that has a, uh, you know, um, a health policy commission that established is a benchmark for costs. Um, and we're, we're expected to keep uh, cost growth at no more than 3.1% in the state. But we all see what's happening. The cost of fuel, the cost of electricity, the cost of supplies. But given all of the cost pressures that we're all aware of, um, it's going to be a real challenge for healthcare providers to stay within that 3.1% uh, benchmark this year. And so I, I, I think that'll be something that uh, regulators and policymakers will be very focused on this year. Rich, just to drill down a minute on the labor shortage because we've discussed it at a few different points during this, this yeah. podcast. Things like the nursing shortage, were those accelerated by the pandemic or were they caused by the pandemic? 
So I would say that they were exacerbated. I think nobody can say with 100% certainty what is driving all of the workforce shortage issues, but um, healthcare is affected like every industry. We all saw the great resignation, you know, take place during the pandemic. We've certainly seen uh, working working age adults. Um, there are fewer of them, particularly here in the Northeast. So there's just a smaller labor pool uh, than there once was. But it's but it's really imperative. So to answer your question, TJ, it's exacerbated it. But it's going to take you know a coalition of stakeholders to come up with solutions, and it probably won't happen overnight. But it has to happen. Well, Rich, thank you so much for joining us and answering our questions and sharing insight into the world that you are working in. Come back anytime to the podcast. We're always happy to have you on. Well, I'll tell you, uh, this has been a pleasure. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Rich, how was the green room and the snacks? Were they to your liking? I had some planters, salted peanuts. It was great. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Rich. And to our listeners out there, thank you very much for joining us on We've Got Issues. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you don't miss out on future conversations. And if you've enjoyed this conversation and previous episodes, let us know by leaving a review and following us on social media. Issues underscore group on Instagram and at issues underscore group on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. That's it for now. We will talk to you soon. Bye.